Good afternoon, listeners. Uh, happy Friday to everyone. Uh, we have a special guest in the house today. We have Danny Deshi, who is a San Francisco-based comic and a musician. Welcome, Danny. Hi, I see you. Thanks for having me on your show. No, no problem. I, I saw a lot about you. You seem like a very, very genuine and nice fellow. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. Um, yeah, I like to um, yeah, try to keep things simple. I host shows every Tuesday at uh, in, in my neighborhood, Neck of the Woods. And um, it's called Neck of the Woods. And uh, yeah, just try to keep it uh, you know, simple and just sort of friendly and you know, comfortable for all the comedians. It makes it good for everybody. And um, yeah, I'm not a scary person, I guess. <laughs> no, you seem like a really, a, a really modest, um, humble type of person. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, I guess I am. I just, uh, that's the way I am. Just uh, don't want to rock the boat, I guess. So, yeah, but, um, uh, uh, yeah, I always try to uh, alleviate situations. I think it's always better to fix things than, than just whine about it. I, I, I wish there were more people like that in the world. You seem pretty cool yourself. And it's be on your show. Yes, where are you at again? I forgot. Well, I'm an East Coast. I'm originally from New York, but I live in Virginia now. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've been to Virginia. I've been to New York City. I lived a few years in Connecticut, and uh, yeah, I really like New York City. It's it's, it's it has you know once you're there, it's hard to leave because of um, it's kind of like L.A. It's an epicenter. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's something about I, I like. It. It's uh, it'd be my uh, next place to uh, live if, if it wasn't for San Francisco. Yeah, I, well, I think I know it's part of your act, or it's in your, on your website. And I don't know if it's old, but. Um, I think it was part of your routine that you live with your mother. Oh yeah, yeah. He said, yeah, I did this thing where he, uh, I used to do it. Unfortunately, my mom passed away about ten years ago. Uh, but uh, yeah, he used to do that. I, um, I don't know if I should still be doing that. I, I don't know because like, I liked it. I thought it was, I, I liked it. So, you know, I say, hey, uh, um, I forgot how it goes. I'm, yeah, I'm uh, losing my hair and I live with my mother. Uh, uh, and um, yeah, you know, you ladies try to rush the stage, but you know, please don't rush the stage. And uh, then nobody rushes the stage. I say thank you for your cooperation. And, uh, I, I try and remember that. Yeah, I was told that joke about ten years. But, uh, hey, who who knows? Yeah. Keep, keep doing. No, no one has to know, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I really, uh, yeah, I really felt bad for you, man. Uh, when you went up there, the way the way Simon treated you, I really felt for you, felt for you, man. I he took a lot of balls for you to oh. do. It. Oh, thank you, appreciate that, Steve. Yeah, it's uh, uh, it's the uh, videos on on YouTube. I found it somehow, and uh, yeah, all the people were on my side uh, who were commenting on that YouTube thing. Um, I I expected to actually. I was excited to uh, be America, uh, America's Got Talent because I thought it was going to finally tell some jokes but when i got on stage they told me no just play a song you only get you know 60 seconds you can play you can only play a song and yeah i was just and and, and then they asked me questions um you know like how old are you and i said i, I um i don't remember I said, or something like that um 
Oh, I, I have a joke about it. I was going to say, I don't know how old I am because my parents lost my birth certificate when they put me in the basket in the river. Um, but I, I didn't get you to say that. But um, uh, yeah, yeah, Simon was, yeah, they, they were actually booing. The audience was actually booing Simon when he buzzed me. And, um, yeah, then he said, oh, uh, oh yeah. do your comedy on the way home. playing music with a pencil and they probably thought oh man that's uh, they were expecting like a great musician or something uh, by playing a violin and uh, classical music or something but yeah they saw me with a pencil so I guess um yeah but anyway like I said yeah a lot of fa fancy really, really liked my my act they were they wanted to see more um and um yeah it was kind of yeah they also asked me you know Simon kept asking you didn't see it on the on TV, but kept asking me. He asked me that three times. Do you have any pets or children? I said no. After the third time, I said, I, "Hey, I hardly have a have a hard time keeping plants alive." Yeah, so, um, <laughs> so I, I actually didn't have a, a good attitude there anyway when I was on stage because uh, um, they at the last moment they I didn't get to do what I wanted to do. So um, yeah. Anyway, it, it, it just showbiz, Danny. It's just business, you know. Um, now, was that Jennifer Lopez in the panel? No, no it was. Um, yeah, it was Simon. It was uh, uh, Howie, of course, Howie Mandel. Um, then the um, oh, the, the, the the model Heidi. I think yeah, Heidi's her name. And then the other one was the yeah, the woman um, on that uh, on a TV show. Uh, uh, I forgot. Um, on her family. Yeah, the, the, the Spanish-speaking woman on Modern Family. She was the other judge. Okay, none of, none of them could give you a break. They decided with Simon. With that? None of them could give you a break. They all took Simon's side. Yeah, yeah, they all took Simon's side. It actually didn't show that part. Heidi, Heidi actually yelled at me. They didn't show that. She said, the same, why did you come all this way just to just for, for that? You know, yeah, I didn't go around blaming anybody. I didn't go around saying, telling me that's what they told me to do. I just, um, and then she, I, you know, I told her I can tell some jokes, and I, uh, okay, go ahead. And uh, two words into my joke, she said, "Get off the stage." And she was mean. Yeah, they, they 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 were a little bit nicer to you on the Gong Show, Danny. Yeah. yeah oh yeah, yeah. The, I like the, the Gong Show. That was good. I mean, that's what I got to do, and then. The, also, the James Corden show. Yeah, I got to do what I do. I, you know, I didn't expect to tell jokes on that one. Um, but, um, yeah, they were uh, they were great on the, on the Gong show, except for, uh, you know, Will Arnett. A lot of people got mad at him, too, for Gong eating. <laughs> and, um, and, uh, but on the James Corden show, they, they let me do whatever I wanted. It was great. It was, uh, I got to do the stuff. But, but, yeah, it is show business like that. I remember um, years ago, I was on the 30 Seconds of Pain. I'm not sure if you know that show, if you remember. It was called... It was, at least 10 years ago, 30 seconds of fame. And I was doing my pencil music there, and um, the crowd was cheering me so loud, I couldn't even hear myself play. But when they put it on TV, they, they, they put booze on TV. They actually dubbed it with booze instead of uh, booing. Instead of, uh, yeah, I don't know why they need to um, you know, lie so much in show business. I don't, need, I don't understand why they need to. Um, Look, man, you you have skills that they don't. You have skills that they don't have. Uh, I believe you're a contractor. You 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 know about elevators. Yeah, yeah. I used to work for oh, just elevator company. Uh, I 
that's why I knew New York because um, I was in San Francisco and they centralized the offices to Connecticut. So I was living in Connecticut for years and uh, yeah, I was uh, um, doing electrical diagrams on elevators. And I came back after about eight years, I came back home to San Francisco. That's why I, I did like Connecticut because it was kind of boring. I, I'm a city person. Um, I really like New York City. Um, and, um, yeah, um, <clears throat> so, um, yeah, I, I didn't get back into, I didn't get into comedy until I came back to San Francisco. And, um, so about 2001, I, I got into comedy. And my, my jokes are always clean, and, and I mean they have adult things on it, but uh, you know uh, they can be adult. Things. I never use f bombs and things like that. You know it's okay to pepper your set with it, but I hate when people constantly talk about vulgarities and profanity. Yeah, but yeah, the thing is that yeah, I never use. It. For example, my like the latest uh, one would be um, I would say how my aunt. My Aunt Louise is so excited because she was so excited the other day. She said, hey, I got the Johnson. And I told her, oh, you got that vaccine? And she said, uh, no. And she got the Johnson. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway. Um, oh, you mean um, referring to Johnson and Johnson, you mean? Yeah, the Johnson. Yeah, she, hey, she said, I got the vaccine. I uh, No, she said, I got the Johnson. And I said, oh, you got the vaccine? And she said, no. And, um, and the other adult one that would be the current time would be um, I was uh, binge watching the whistleblower. Uh, you can catch it on Pornhub. Whistleblower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so those are my adult things. That's as far as I, I go, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there was a joke you made in '09 uh, where your father tells you um, there's no God and that you're Jewish. Oh yeah, that we saw that. Yeah, yeah. I, I still tell that, especially during the holidays. Are, are you really Jewish, Danny? Uh, yeah, yeah, but not, uh, um, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I actually am an atheist, so I don't, I don't follow any religion, but uh, yeah, I was born, yeah, I'm Jewish, and, uh, uh, but I don't, so the only holidays I celebrate is uh, April Fool's and Halloween. <laughs> so you're, you're what's called, uh, considered to be a, a Sephardic Jew. Yes, yeah, that's right. Oh, you figure that out? Did I put it on there, or, or, or you know, I guess, uh, yeah, Sephardic, because I was born in, um, in Argentina. And you came here when you were six years old? Yeah. Uh-huh. When I came to San Francisco, our family came over when I was six years old. And, um, yeah, I've been there uh, pretty much ever since. And um, except for those eight years in Connecticut, I uh, was myself. And um, what was I going to say? Yeah, like if, um, I guess the European Jewish people are, uh, they would be more Ashkenazi. Um, and uh, the born in South America or Spain, things like that, or Sephardic, you know, I, I'm not sure how that works out, but uh, why, why it's like that, but that's why it is. Yeah, you, you also, by you, you have um, a name that ends with a vowel, which could be Italian. Oh, yeah, yeah, for forever, people always thought I, I was Italian, that I'm Italian, but, but it's very common in Argentina, uh, also a lot of, even my cousins and other Jewish people have an Italian last name in, in Argentina, uh, in front of, I have Except the, the 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 Pope, he's Marchettini. He's white, and he doesn't have an Italian name. No, I forgot about that. Yeah, 
Benedict, what his name is. Um, ben but, Benedict uh, something, yeah. Yeah, right. I know that was, it's, it's, it changed it to uh, Francis. Yeah, I guess. So, oh, right, it's Francis. But, Benedict uh, was the one before that. You're right. Yeah, and I don't know what his real name is. It's, uh, I don't know whether he has to change their names, yet, but, but yeah, that's, yeah, that's what they do what they want. Yeah. You can name it, yeah. Uh, you can do whatever you want, I guess. It's, uh, but, um, yeah, so, yeah, that's, 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 so I've been doing comedy for about, yeah, 20 years, and I've been hosting a show at, uh, it's, uh, a comedy blast in the woods, uh, it's a, kind of, kind of a, yeah, open mic, you know, but if I do have sign up, because because you don't want the show going on too long, because uh, there's karaoke afterwards, but, um, yeah, I have a 20 plus comedians every night on, on uh, every Tuesday. It's a free show for the audience. And they're going to, well, for everybody, yeah. Of course, the comedians aren't going to pay, but yeah, but um, so it's, uh, yeah, it's a free show every Tuesday. You're doing a great service for the comedy community. You know, uh, stage time is premium for comics. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, hey, glad to do that. Yeah, I've had a lot of comedians that. Uh, do comedy for the first time on, on my stage, and, and then they they end up being uh, regulars on uh, you know, part of the comedy circuit, and yeah, it's great. I uh, I have veterans on there too, uh, perform uh, on the shows. Uh, yeah, they just drop in. I have a, a veteran comedians drop in also, and uh, um, yeah, pretty cool. Were you the one who wrote that uh, Robin Williams popped in in your set? Yeah. Yeah, that was something. When I first started doing comedy, I think it was the uh, second or third year of doing comedy, I started um, doing a showcase. I was more confident, but I was doing a showcase. It was in the Mission District here in San Francisco. And um, you know, before the show started, they were, uh, there was rumoring that day, maybe Robin Williams might pop in uh, to the show uh, you know, to do something. And um, so... Uh, so I'm, I'm on stage with my turn, and I'm up on stage telling jokes, and I hear, I hear this loud laughing in the back, and, and I think, oh man, I, I think um, Ronald Williams is making the, the comedians laughing out stage, uh, backstage, and they're telling jokes, and they're all laughing. And but then when I was done with my set, Ronald Williams comes out, and I say, oh, that was great, I was really laughing. So, so he was laughing at my set. I was surprised at that. But, um, so he, he uh, liked my set. That was a great thing, a uh, big deal for me. It really made me feel good. Um, he, um, uh, when I was done, he um, came over. He was, um, you know, going by the stage, and uh, yeah, he told me, um, yeah, it was a great set. And, and he's a he's a very wonderful man, Robin Williams. He, uh, um, he also he helped a lot of comedians. Also, a lot of comedians have, um, have sometimes you know, they have financial problems or something like that. He would help sometimes to them. He was uh, very giving. Um, and, um, and I collect comic books too. And uh, at the comic book store I go to, they all have toys and things like that. And uh, he used to uh, drop in sometimes there, and he would uh, buy like uh, toys for uh, kids, uh, especially the, during the holidays. But but he was there all the time, and he would uh, run woods with just like uh, toys for for you know for kids. And um, very generous, very nice, very. Very human being, very easy to talk to and everything. Oh, I guess you could tell by the roles that he played. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I think he's a great actor also and everything. I, um, 
more than others, but uh, yeah, I, a very wonderful person. Everybody, um, all the Canadians who know him, they, they always call him, but, but by, they would just say Robin, and they knew who you were talking about. They always just say Robin, and they would know who you were talking about. And, um, and we have a comedy day every year here in San Francisco in September, and uh, he performed the last, uh, last three, three or so, yeah, two or three, uh, he went on stage. Comedy days, uh, yeah, all, all, all half the event goes from noon to five uh, to free comedy for the, the public in Golden Gate Park, and it's great. So uh, it's going on for like 40 years now. And, and you've been doing it every year, uh, Danny? Uh, uh, no, I haven't. I've done it a, a couple of years. I've done it a, a couple of years. It, um, uh, 2000, um, yeah, 2011. And then, like twenty, and then like two or three years after that, I uh, know I didn't do all of it. Uh, yeah, I was would have been a kid actually if I did it from the beginning. Um, but uh, yeah, they have um, uh, yeah a lot of the, com- the the veteran comedians. Yeah, they pretty much have been doing it every year. The, the veteran comedians of the comedy community. Uh, they've been a lot of comedians started off. Uh, uh, the, the big guys. Well, they started off in the eighties. And they also are good friends of Robin Williams and a, a, a bunch of other comedians um, who live in San Francisco. They're not huge, huge names like, like uh, movie huge names, but um, but some of them are. And, and um, yeah, so they they uh, anyway this this group that's been with comedy day since the beginning they they are they're still doing it every year. Um, but but there's like. Two, 40 or 50 comedians, and uh, in the beginning they have the, of the show, they have up-and-coming comedians, and then, um, and then towards the end, they have the veterans performing. Sometimes uh, um, celebrities, once in a while, you have one or two celebrities on the show. But in 2011, I think, you had made a joke. You said Donald Trump is not eligible to run for president. Yeah, so this was before when he, when he lost. So this was like in 2011 I made that joke. I said that, um, uh, if I remember, it's saying that, uh, you know, Donald Trump may not, may not be eligible to be president. He was born in the U.S., but his hair was born in Malaysia. <laughs> <laughs> that was nice. Yeah, so, uh, hey, yeah, I like that joke. Yeah, it was one of my favorite ones. They used to make a bunch of jokes about Donald Trump and everything. I think that's why sometimes to attack the... Uh, bad, bad people, movies, bad, bad people, just make fun of them. And <laughs> and some a bunch of one, one, another one was uh, I can't remember. I can't remember. It was uh, I, don't know, I can't remember. But I have it up there. You had a lot of yeah. jokes. You have like a, a self depreciatory style of comedy. Yeah, yeah, I guess about myself. Yeah, I have that kind of thing. Yeah, like I say, you know, most accidents happen in the home, and that's how I was born. <laughs> then uh, what people in the store yeah. they think they think you're the assistant manager yeah oh yeah um, yep yeah because i yeah do that, that joke i say um that um <clears throat> yeah i went to uh whenever i go into the store people which is true right, for some reason but whenever i go to the store people come up to me and they ask me questions because they think i work there <laughs> and, and, hey do I, do I look like an assistant manager and I go on how one guy one time came up with me with a perky garage ticket in his hand. He said to me, excuse me, sir, can you please validate me? And I go, sure, you're a good person. Everyone likes you. And you smell nice. And, um, and there's, there's words of the joke on that, too. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, 
manager. <laughs> yeah, and then you got yeah. fired, and you don't you don't even work there. You got fired. Oh yeah, because the uh, the guy complained to me, uh, started yelling at me, uh, and then the store manager, uh, the actual store manager, comes over and he fires me. Uh, but I did get my two week severance pay, even though I didn't work there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> and then you have uh, a yeah. you, you work with Ron Howard in 1998. Oh, you saw that with Ron Howard. You, you, Howard? Yeah. you yeah you have a film credit from 1998. Yeah, I guess I was, it was my first role as an extra. I was, I was an extra. I didn't even, if you see the movie, it's, it's called Ed TV. Ed TV and um, Matthew McConaughey. Um, yeah, I was an extra in that movie. Maybe I should give credit for... So, I actually was, um, yeah, movies, but they're all as extras. Um, so you don't really see me. Yeah. Except in the Woody Allen movie. I'm, in, uh, I'm an extra in the Woody Allen movie. That, um, I forgot, Blue Danube. No, no, Blue Jasmine. And um, they show me in the, in the I'm an X-ray. You can see me in the background there about four times. And, don't don't uh, underestimate that because as an extra, you get to see a lot of things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You learn from that. Yeah, I learned stuff from that. And, and also, during, when I was doing that Blue Jasmine, it was in the San Francisco airport. And you know, when, when they were they stopped filming for a while, they were uh, you know they had to set up things. So they weren't really filming at the moment. So I, I, I was next to this woman, uh, and we're at the airport. So I have say to her, "Hey, uh, do you come here often?" <laughs> at the airport. And um, and uh, yeah, so they were just chatting back and forth. Being, I was throwing a few jokes. I mean, I guess they, they uh, might have heard me because someone says, "Hey, you're having." Fun. I guess the director or somebody in the staff says, "Hey, you're having fun here, aren't you?" And go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> <funny>. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And and you also wrote a book. Uh, I didn't want to pay for a rent a car. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. I like. Yeah, I, I wrote a book called. Uh, yeah, I didn't want to pay for a rent a car, and it's. Um, I came up with this story because um, I was more afraid of flying at the time when I was living in Connecticut. I wanted to come back home. I just wanted to fly. Um, you know, get back home. But I. So anyway, that yeah, you know, you know, driving you know six days is a long time. Anyway, the the, the joke was that we came up with a book. Is uh, it's called I Didn't Want to Pay for Rent a Car, and it's a story about uh, two buddies who are, are um, driving from uh, well New York to San Francisco, and they make it in six hours, not six six days, because the car is uh, tethered to a uh, airplane, a passenger plane, it's like a passenger plane, and um, and uh, my friend didn't tell his friend Eugene that. Uh, what was going on? Eugene thought it was just going to be a regular six, six day drive, but uh, then and that's a part of the story. And, and also, Myron, the main character, Myron, mounted a camera on the dashboard, and they're filming the whole thing so they can present it at a film festival. And they reminisce while they're driving. Uh, they reminisce, and so the little uh, little stories in, in between the, um, the their strange childhood together, uh, all the weird things that happened to them. And, uh, yeah, it's all, all, all jokes and I guess it's all funny situations. But, yeah, it's on Amazon if anybody wants, wants to get it. Uh, I didn't want to pay you for rent a car on uh, Amazon.com. Sounds funny. Cool. People like it. You know. what, what part of Connecticut were you living in, Danny? Uh, West Hartford. I mean, it was like right there, I guess, middle of Connecticut. Um, yeah, West Hartford. 
Yeah, it was nice, but, but uh, yeah, it's not for me. It's just uh, nothing to do there. Well, you have Manhattan. You could hop on the Metro North and go into the city. Uh, what? You, you, you could, uh, Metro North, I think that's a train line that goes into Manhattan. Yeah, yeah, I actually drove, yeah, I could have done that, but I actually uh, drove, oh, there's uh, uh, like under two hours to get to New York City, to Manhattan, but yeah, I did that, I drove, that way I could drive around, that way I was able to, because there, while there I can go to Greenwich Village and, and uh, Times Square and uh, all that, I know New York City pretty well, and, um, uh, you know, like in the harbor and everything, so, um, yeah, uh, so you've been in, in, so you grew up in New York? Yeah, I did. I actually, I just recently relocated. I um, lived uh, my whole life in New York until a few months ago, actually. Oh, okay. Well, really, until a few months ago. Yeah, wow. yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah, I, I, I love New York City. It's, uh, I can't wait to. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know, something about it. I just don't like it. It's uh, busy and um, um, different great neighborhoods. Um, yeah, I never lived there, but uh, you know, I visited. I used to go there um, about two or three times a month. You know, would drive on a weekend and um, come back. And uh, so I also went to Boston while I was there. Boston's like an hour and a half from West Hartford, Connecticut. And uh, actually, being on the East Coast, you actually see a lot, a lot of places. But you, can, I drove to Montreal. It's about six hour drive to Montreal. Uh, to Washington D.C. Um, a lot of places to go there. Everything's more compact so, um, right because on the west great. coast all you have is california and then you have uh washington on top and mexico on the bottom yeah yeah that's right yeah well you got oregon and washington on top yeah got, yeah mexico yeah 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 that's basically it. california takes up pretty much the whole west coast there um and uh, yeah, yeah i go to l.a sometimes to do shows yeah maybe uh once or twice a year or something like that to to get on the other to do the clubs there, which is which is nice. Uh, yeah, a lot of clubs. I like the Ice House and and the Comedy Store and those are fun places. I, I like that, especially the, uh, the Ice House. They're nicer. They're good. They treat the comics really, really nicer. The what? Ice House in Pasadena. The the Ice House. Yeah, yeah, the Ice House in Pasadena. Yeah, I like that place. And uh, yeah, to give the comics a chance and everything. Cool. Um, but, but that's crazy about living in LA. It's, uh, um, it's, yeah, it seems like everybody's into the show business, like everybody. <laughs> um, you know what I heard? I heard a lot of good things about um, Wilmington, North Carolina. They have an up and coming film uh, filmmaking scene there. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that seems like a nice place to visit. Beautiful, away from all the Hollywood BS, you know. It's an adjustment. I'm, 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 I recently retired, and I'm slowly making my way down the coast. Uh, I'd like to eventually end up in uh, a even more of a warmer climate, like Florida or Texas.
They do, but it's not as bad as the Rust Belt. Uh, we don't have it any of it just yet, and I know up, you know, up in Detroit and Canada, they have it right now. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm thinking sometimes about maybe I live in Toronto. I've never been there, but it seems like the nice cosmopolitan city and everything. I heard it's a clean city too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and they have healthcare. They do. They have a lot of yeah. They have a lot of, lot of better things in this country. You're right. Yeah. What was I saying? What's about healthcare? Yeah, I was saying how um, well, you know, when I get my uh, vaccine, that um, um, they also went for a checkup, and the doctor told me that um, he noticed I was nervous. He says, he says to me, "Don't worry, I'm your friend." And I told him, "Hey, with friends like you, who needs enemas?" <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, that's good. <laughs> and I see you, uh, you You also hosted a Zoom show based in New York City uh, recently. Good timing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was uh, happy to do Yeah, um, I found out because uh, uh, three of my uh, media friends who I know from Zoom only, um, and they're all from New York, the three of them, they're at the, um, they told me that they were on this like, good timing Good timing uh, on Peacock TV, and it's uh, these senior citizens um, um, that uh, about 15 or so of them, uh, who uh, most of them were never had comedy experience before. They were interested in it, and due to the, the comedian and actress uh, Joe Firestone, um, she uh, 